0: The Deal with Yield is a podcast series covering the issues that matter most in crop production. Tune in to episodes on iTunes, My Farm Radio, and TheDealWithYield.com. Welcome to The Deal with Yield with our host, Joel Whipperford, Winfield United Ag Technology Applications Lead, and Kyle Reiner, Winfield United Master Agronomy Advisor. And joining us today, Andy Schmidt. Winfield United Regional Agronomist for Missouri. Andy, why is it so important for farmers to assess their weed control programs in the fall? Yeah, why we assess in the fall is we really want to learn from the lessons we had this year, how our control was this year compared to what we can work on for next year. We want to see what weeds escaped, how our weed control program worked this year, and improve that on for 2018. And keep in mind that you know a lot of growers I work with in my area the weed control program for 2018 really starts in the fall after we get done with harvest.
1: Yeah, so Andy, as you, as you look at those different uh, weed control programs that are out there, what percent control is, is your expectation of herbicide programs today? Is it 90% control, 99% control? What level of satisfaction do you expect?
0: I think a lot of our growers expect probably no weeds out there whatsoever because of the amount of weed seed production these weeds can produce for next year. We have a lot of resistant uh, weeds out there from mares tail to the water hemp, palmer amaranth species that can produce quite a bit of seed. So, yes, I know we have some weed escapes across our region this year, and we want to do the best job we can to reduce that weed population for next year.
1: So, what makes those plants easier to kill in the fall when you think about winter annuals? What is it about that plant metabolism?
0: You know, we always think about summer annuals and winter annuals. Summer annuals, when do we try to control those? When they're actively growing, when they're small. So the same thing will be said with winter annuals. When they're actively growing small, and that's when their germination process is happening in the fall. So when they're actively growing and small is in the fall. And that's the perfect opportunity to control those winter annuals in that fall application. And if you have any perennial weeds too, as well out there, great time to do it in the fall.
2: So fall burn down, how long? after the application, before they should work the ground?
0: Well, in our region that I work with, we have our mare's tail has a fall winter annual weed, uh, our hen and chickweed. You know, pretty soon they'll start germinating here very quickly. And we have, in the past, followed the combine with the herbicide application very quickly after we get that crop right off. Those weeds are up. We follow the combine through the field. And I spray those winter annual weeds. uh, Try to control them this fall. When I really think about winter annual weed control, we like to get that done in the fall. From uh, you know, our harvest starts probably around the September 15th and goes into November. We start spraying the middle of October, the October 15th timeframe, up through ground freeze.
2: So, Andy, when I'm thinking burn down in these crops, do I first thing in the morning I get up to have my cup of coffee and walk out and jump in the sprayer and spray these, these weeds, or do I wait until dinner after having lunch, or do I do it right before dark? Help me out on application timing.
0: Yeah, so when we're thinking about good application timing, you want that, you want to start when you don't have a lot of dew on the plants, right? So early in the morning, we want to make sure there's not a lot of dew on the plants. Also, when our temperature's a little bit warmer, too, because, you know, in the fall time, our temperature's definitely could be a lot cooler in the morning. So when we reach that mid-morning time up to close to dark time is a good time to control these winter annual weeds. So when we get that sun up in the air, get the dew, burn off these plants out there, we're good to go to kill these winter annual weeds in the fall.
2: Recommendation as far as allowing the chemical to go through the plants prior to if a guy's going to work up the ground would be about how long?
0: When I'm recommending to guys, if we are going to work that ground afterwards, I'd probably give it a good three or four days to make sure that stuff gets worked up in that plant. If they're going to work the ground in the fall, give it a good three or four days to get that herbicide uptake in that plant.
2: So, in our space up here, we have some canning crops in spots, right? So, we got peas that are coming off early. Most of the time, nothing is done tillage wise until later in the fall and, and we get a pretty good mat of water hemp and some dandelions and some other weeds that are coming common ragweed and such a lot of guys are going out there with big tillage equipment thinking they're going to rip it up and, and eliminate those problems and what i've been suggesting is to go out there and make an application of a, a brush like product which is 2,4-D amine and dicamba and then burn it down and go from there. By working the ground up, you're not really killing a lot of those weeds. They're just moving them around in soil profile, and then they're regrowing again. So you yeah, got you, the same type of environment down there. Are you more no-till or or help us all yeah, understand? Yeah, so we
0: got a we've got a mixture of both in our geography. So the guys that are we are recommending in our area the guys that are no-tilling their fields, you know, get that fall application done in the fall just allows us to have a better, especially on mare's tail. When mare's tail bolts in the spring, if it's overwintered into the spring, it's very, very difficult to control. And those guys that are using no-tail operations, they allow them to get that done in the fall. We have better seedbed preparation come springtime. It's warmer in the springtime. Get your crop planted on a timely basis because we have a very limited amount of time to get our crop in the ground. You have better seed to soil contact come springtime when you're planting that corn crop or soybean crop. So those are things that we really try to emphasize to get a, you know, the things we do in the fall really impacts our crop for the next spring season. So the guys are doing no-till. We really recommend that fall application. Now we do have some areas that have a lot of slope to it. So if you have highly erodible fields, you may want to question that a little bit in some areas. may use a cover crop as well in that situation there. But really, in that no-till grower, especially we got mare's tail in our environment, the hen bit, the chick weeds of the world, control those things in the fall, get your crop off to a better start next spring.
1: You know, Andy, one of the things uh, in Minnesota here, uh, we've got the air conditioner and the heater on most times in the same day, at different ends of the day. It starts out cold in the morning gets up to uh, 85 degrees, and then by 5 o'clock, it's back down to 40 degrees again in some cases. what uh, When you think about making adjuvant recommendations, what are the keys to uh, helping these herbicides be successful given the huge temperature fluctuations out there?
0: Yeah, that's a very good point because that temperature fluctuation is going to change the way that plant grows, right? So anything we can do to add maybe an oil adjuvant in those tougher conditions like an HSOC, an oil or uh, crop oil or HSOC, MSO allows us to make sure we get enough product on that leaf to get it controlled. Those HSOCs and, and MSOs really helps when that environmental conditions are a lot tougher. Uh, the environmental conditions can be extremes from very cold in the morning to warm. You get more herbicide into that cuticle when that weed is kind of hardened off because of the environmental conditions.
1: So do you see some differences with coverage out there? I know some of the situations that uh, we've had some, some no-till or some ridge-till farmers do uh, fall burndowns in. Uh, they get trashy environments, and maybe they miss a few of the, uh, the winter annuals like a dandelion hanging out underneath you know high residue cover. What solutions do you have in those, those situations?
0: Yeah, so anything we can do. I mean, if you make that tillage pass, through there, if you can give it just a little bit of time too to make that weed uh, grow a little bit, get out of that cover, but also increasing G gallons per acre will help us get better coverage. Another thing would be like using a deposition aid like Interlock or the IQ Drop, the brand new product there, helps us get better deposition down into that cover. So those adjuvants to help drive deposition and potentially may increase your water volume a little bit too, increase your coverage.
1: Yeah, so you talked about adjuvants, you talked about water. Is there a particular nozzle size or droplet spectrum that you would expect to increase your success?
0: Well, I think it goes back to your mode of action, what you're spraying there. So a lot of time we're spraying growth regulators in the fall with a 2,4-D slash dicamba. Potentially with the glyphosate too as well. So those coarse type droplets would be probably where I would be at. Your typical AI nozzle or XR nozzle gives good coverage in that situation there. Both those nozzles with the right gallons per acre with the right pressures can give you some good coverage to deliver that out there uh, to control those winter annual weeds in the fall.
2: Do you get anybody using uh, like a Gramoxone type product in an Outlook to get the quick burn down? and then uh, have some residual going in the fall, or, or is most of it a, a plant growth regulator?
0: So in our geography, we don't use the gramoxones in the fall. Just, you got cool weather, they just don't work in our geography in the, in the fall time of the month. So you need warm, really warm hot conditions to make those products work. In our environments that we run, we're running a lot of glyphosate with our growth regulators, like a 2,4-D and Dicama mix in the fall. We also add in dimetric, which is a metribuzin-type product in our environment, but you also got to watch your rotation restrictions on what you want to use for residual-type program in the fall. So be cautious about that. If you're adding other products that are labeled in the fall, make sure you're looking at the rotation restrictions that the next crop you're going to plant. Those type of products, we're using a product that can go either corn or soybeans in the fall because it allows the operator the grower to just use one product mix and go. We use a lot of glyphosate in our world because we have a lot of winter annual grasses, too, in our fall, like downy brome. We also have some other grasses in the fall that we want to control as well. So it's kind of a mixture of a growth regulator plus glyphosate and plus, like, dimetric in the fall.
1: So some resources for farmers when it comes to weed management and best practices. You you know, contact your local agronomist, your trusted advisor, and work with your local independent or cooperative retailer to learn more about locally how to handle some of these fall burndown situations. You can also visit winfieldunited.com and learn a little bit more about fall weed control topics that we covered here today. And, of course, you know, you can listen to the Deal with Yield podcast where we talk about fall burndown with regional agronomist Andy Schmidt.
0: You've been listening to The Deal with Yield. Thanks for joining us today, Andy. For additional episodes of The Deal with Yield, visit iTunes, MyFarm Radio and thedealwithyield.com.